0: The International Women's Day podcast series, brought to you by the Gender Equality Team in the Faculty of Medicine, Health and Life Sciences.
1: So hello, everybody, and um, we're very welcome to this podcast. Um, And this is part of the School of Pharmacy activities for International Women's Day, which is coming up on the 8th of March. Um, So my name is Dr. Deirdre Gilpin, and I'm an Athena SWAN co-champion for the School of Pharmacy. Um, And SWAN is a gender equality initiative, which all of the universities in the UK and Ireland sign up to. And currently we're delighted to have a silver award um, in the school. So, the purpose of this podcast is really just to chat to some women about their experiences of work and family life during the most uh, challenging times of all our professional lives I think the Covid-19 pandemic um, and so I'm delighted to be joined here by Sharon Hockey, by Nicola McClelland and by Leanne Hoyle. and um, I'm going to first of all start off by asking each of you to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about who you are and what you do and a bit of background information about yourself. So we'll start off with Sharon because she's in, in, that, in that portion of the screen.
2: <laughs> oh dear, I was hoping I wasn't. Um, <laughs> hi everybody my name is Dr Sharon Hockey and um, I am a graduate from the School of Pharmacy I'm a pharmacist by trade as my father likes to say um, but I've been in the School of Pharmacy as an academic for over 20 years now I think I started in 2001 so just coming into 20 years um, and I am I'm Director of Education. I look after the m form, uh in the school. I'm also uh, the mother to, to two girls, a 14 year old and a nine year old, two great girls. Um, so yeah, I'm a mum uh, and I'm an academic and I'm here in the school. There's my roundup.
3: Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Nicola, will we move on to you now? Yes, hi everyone. Um, my name's Nicola McClelland. Um, I'm a PhD student with the School of Pharmacy um I'm married and I have two boys um eight and ten years old so it has been difficult recently just trying to juggle everything um and balance life really so yeah absolutely that. absolutely
1: Leanne tell us about yourself as well
4: hi um I'm Leanne Howell I'm in the acting as a teaching administrator in the school of pharmacy and have been for the last year Um, Prior to that, I was the PGR clerical support in the school and have been in the School of Pharmacy for the last 10 years. Um, I have two children, a girl who is coming 14 and a boy who is coming
1: 7. Fantastic. Fantastic. So I think it's clear that we've all been uh, really heavily involved in the juggle struggle um, and trying to balance the joys of homeschooling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> well um
1: so maybe maybe so I, I i have three kids and and i guess um so of two uh a two-year-old a three-year-old nearly um a, a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old so in the first lockdown i certainly found that maintaining uh any kind of normality with uh the youngest one running about was uh just didn't it was just a nightmare so um i'm sure you have all found a very similar uh challenge in trying to um, trying to get some work done, uh, but uh, trying to also have a bit of family life as well. Yeah. 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 Just a resounding yes. <laughs> 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 yes. Um, and do you think there so I mean, I suppose it's easy enough to start off by talking about the negative impacts there's been. I mean, I think we've all kind of felt uh, felt the pressure that there has been I see Leanne, you're in work today mm-hmm. um has that has that been difficult trying to manage your time to be in um,
4: I well when I say lucky who, who's been lucky during this time um my partner is currently furloughed so he is at home um so it's easier I find it easier to come into the office because if I'm at home I don't know about your children but my children walk past the man who lives in the house <laughs> and come directly to me you know even if I'm on a call or anything like that so it's just easier for me to come in and at the I'm able to do that the first lockdown um my partner was furloughed for a while and then he was back to work so there was times where I was working from home and It was just it was extremely difficult um I think there's no there need for me there needs to be that separation from home and work otherwise work suddenly takes over every hour of the day because you think oh I'll just check my email um and you check your email and then you reply to an email and then you reply to another one and it before you know it it's 11 o'clock at night Mm -hmm. and you haven't turned the laptop off or You know, you've literally had your dinner at six o'clock and gone back. And that to me was putting a a lot of pressure. I think I was putting more pressure on myself. Nobody else was doing that. That was me, Mm -hmm. pressure on myself. And then the the mom guilt kicks in.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think also there was kind of a bit of a feeling that, you know, this was a really big event and we all had to give everything Mm -hmm. to it. It was a big firefighting feeling and, um, you yeah. know everybody everybody was absolutely giving their everything and it I think kind
4: of... as well because I started I started acting up on the 2nd of March and on the 3rd oh, of March the School of Pharmacy had their first COVID case yeah so it was
1: um yeah it was difficult. the two weren't related I think we should say <laughs> <laughs> no
4: no I hope not um but no they would it was very difficult taking on a new role at the time when a pandemic started
1: <laughs> yeah yeah abs- absolutely and have you find? did you find it difficult um Nicola because I'm sure you were um you know kind of your a lab-based research project I assume and you know then having that time out of the lab is a pressure
3: well I think initially the first lockdown you know my husband as well he was furloughed you know I was at home I was able to work at home quite a lot initially you know I had a lot of right not to do so I could prioritize that so whilst we were doing the school work you know I could maybe work over the weekend because every day was just one <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so there's yeah. no kind of weekend as such so mm-hmm. I was able to be flexible that way so I didn't find initially it was an issue I think it was new to everybody so the schoolwork in then was, was mm-hmm. not so bad you know we were just getting on with it and I think I I do think you know people that have to maybe teach three children and maybe their partner has been constantly working I don't know how people do that because initially in the first lockdown we had I took one I took the older one and my husband he taught the younger one so there wasn't this whole fighting we kind of you know did it together and I focused on his work, he focused on the other, you know, the other younger son's work and it worked out fine. Um, But I think this lockdown, this time around, it's much harder. Everybody's back to the lab. There's restrictions in the lab because everybody's so much work to do, but there's not enough space for everybody to do it. So it really takes a bit of juggling, um, you know, so that we can have enough time in in the lab doing our research and then also then you have to try and right fit in the schoolwork around that um Mm. so Mm. it it has been very difficult and then that's not you know then you've got the housework you know my Ah. (laughs) housework. you can have work you can have homeschool
1: or you can have housework and you can pick two and that's it
2: there's yeah. no
3: room for it. there's no space or time for anything else, um, yeah. and and I think you do feel guilty because then the kids are at home all day, and I think we are expected to work as as parents. You know, we have work as well. They need to do that, and then you also need to get them out of the house when a time that you're not supposed to be leaving the house. You know, but yeah. You that, um, you need to get a bit of exercise. You know, just you know to keep everybody seeing a bit of fresh air, um and it's it's a real struggle and I think with my boys you know they're young and they love the computer games so it's like they would just they would play all day you know if you let them so it's like it's the fight then to get them off that and get them out of the ice you know
1: and sometimes those computer games i'm finding are quite social they're they're playing with their friends yeah and i'm are. thinking well you know they're not really seeing their friends in any other way and and so i think i have to say i just more recently yeah. there's been way more than i would like yeah but it's
3: yeah. Really definitely they are and you know they have the live account so they're able to talk and have that social interaction and you can hear them laughing and chatting And you kind of think, well, you know, what's the harm as long as the, they do their schoolwork and, you know, we just leave them to it. We try and fit in a bit of exercise and, and what more can you do? <laughs> well, 100 percent, Nicola, 100 percent. And Sharon, you had, you had, um, you know,
1: the the challenge of uh, doing all the teaching and moving all the teaching and making sure we were kind of behaving <laughs> and then <laughs> doing all the teaching that we are supposed to do. But then you were dealing with an awful lot of student queries as well at that time. As well as managing your own life as well I mean that must have been a a, a big challenge
2: too it was it was phenomenal you know looking back on it now it's still busy now but that first sort of couple of months uh, and I mean I did my PhD part-time I worked full-time did a PhD in my spare time and had a a baby at that stage so (laughs) I'm sort of I'm sort of quite used to a manic level of work but this this overshot it again I'd never experienced anything like it before so um, although I'm, qu- I'm quite keen to take on challenges it was qu- it was quite a job <laughs> so um, yeah. it, was, it was anxiety it was dealing with everybody's anxiety that was the, the biggest challenge um, and it helped my background as a pharmacist really helped because I was used to dealing with patients in the past who had that level of anxiety but it was just now much it was a bigger cohort of people it was the students who you know we had end of year students who had to flip to online assessments it was quite it, it definitely was the most challenging part of my career ever mm-hmm. um my husband was a key worker so he was out and doing his job and um, so it was it was a significant challenge um, mm-hmm you know we I would say my eldest probably suffered the most in that she did zip so (laughs) uh, (laughs) that that was best in getting a phone call from the school Um, and there's just yeah it's the guilt it's the guilt and I I think I've over the the past year I've just learned to accept that perfection doesn't exist and you do the best that you can and the purpose that I found was making sure the girls were okay and that my husband and I were not going to kill each other and that I was going to get that batch of students out to the workforce because as a pharmacist I have great great friends and colleagues who were floored um, and I felt so guilty that I couldn't help them but I they reminded me that there was a cohort of students that needed to join the workforce in July, so the purpose was get those students out. You know, if they're ready to go, get them out. So once, once the purpose was defined, it was okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It was a bit rocky coming up to it, and just yeah, bit of an, yeah anxiety. Everybody was the same. None of us slept well in those first months. And
1: And I think there was there was no answers. There was no answers to anything. And I think that was, you know, people were asking questions and there was just was like, well, I I don't know. And, you know, and then what you thought you knew one week wasn't what you knew the next week. And 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 I have to think I I have to say um, that kind of um, that kind of attitude of of uh, thinking, well, we have to do everything perfectly, I think, really. I would have to say, Marge, my experience of homeschool in the first lockdown, because it's like, right, okay, I've got to do this teaching. We've got to have this done. You've got to get every little pick of work done, and it was like, you know, we're, we're you know, we're, we're going to make sure we do everything, and, and it's just, it's brutal, and it was not sustainable, and it didn't matter, you know, if there was a wee bit of work that hadn't been done for that day, what was going to happen? But I think that's just, I think everybody got caught up in this mindset that. Um, it was all everything was so highly pressurized that that also. So I I have to say that's one thing I kind of um, wish that I hadn't spent quite so much time worrying about the first time. And this time it's been a lot more uh, relaxed. And yet we've got the same level of work, which is not high done, you know, but we've 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 kind of everybody's a bit happier about it. So I think that's definitely do you think that there has been any positive impacts you know, certainly um, one thing that I kind of missed, uh, missed about going to work is my commute, which I never thought I would ever say because, I mean, you're just sitting in a car. But I used to listen to podcasts and I, I really enjoyed that commute. Um, but on the other hand, I've started doing kind of bits and pieces now that, um, you know, we maybe wouldn't have had time to do. You know, that's this is a I think once you kind of get that um division between work and working at home and being at home. Kind of once you work on that, you know, there's definitely been positive aspects, I think, um, of of being at home more with the kids. I don't know if anybody else has felt the same. Or
2: I I would agree. I probably I live about about 30 miles away from Belfast. So the commute is on a train 30 minutes every day. Um, but I now have found that you know we're cooking together a bit more doing certain things together a bit more um yes it's been a bit of a struggle sometimes you get a bit of cabin fever but I'm very lucky you know I live because I live 30 miles away I have a countryside on my doorstep so you know we've been able to get out and do things and I think yeah that has helped us it, it I'm particularly conscious with a teenager and a nine-year-old that they're in those formative years so spending that time with them actually has been really good um yeah -hmm. yeah Yeah, yeah. that's definitely a positive out of it yeah Mm yeah
4: yeah I would say that I would say I would take positives out of it I think as Sharon said even having dinner together more often Mm -hmm. you know the four of us are sitting having dinner together more we've gone out on walks at my 13 year old in normal times doesn't want to be anywhere near me. She probably doesn't really now, but she doesn't have the choice. Yeah. So for the for the first lockdown, the four of us were together so much. And I think we learned a lot about each other. You know, um, now there was probably times where we didn't all like each other very much, but there were times that we we laughed and we got like the thing we did things that we probably wouldn't have done you know mm-hmm. Saturday nights playing the, the Wii and having barbecues you know and I, I think you have to take the positives out of it you know we we spend time together that we'll never get back um, yeah. and we wouldn't have had yeah. that and I,
1: mm-hmm.
4: I, I think overall we've learned to appreciate those small things um mm-hmm. that would be my kind of positives from it yeah. you know just spent yeah. a bit more time together. that And because I think I had the second job previously in the events industry, obviously that hasn't been happening. So having, Ella and I went out for a walk in the first lockdown and she was like, we never would have done this if mm-hmm. you'd have been working mm-hmm. your second job. You didn't have the time to do it. You were always busy. And it mm-hmm. again, mom guilt kicks in, but it was mm-hmm. I was doing that to provide for my family.
3: Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm.
4: I think yeah, there has to be positives
3: from it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, what about yourself, Nicola?
3: I think probably I've learned to appreciate. You know, there's so many things maybe need done in the day that mm-hmm. I, I kind of don't stress now. Mm-hmm. I, I I just there, there's enough to worry about, <laughs> and yeah, if yeah. something thing doesn't get done, tough. You know, we can do it t- tomorrow. You know, it's not the end of the world. And I think I just um less stressed um and uh, you know you can only you can only fit so much in to one day and you know I think we all are on this we must get it you know everything done and we, we have to do this but I think I've just learned to chill out a bit more and just do we can only do what we can and so I think that really okay. I think that is so important because I think
1: there was kind of a bit of a, somebody described it as the glorification of busy. Um, you know, to be busy is really good and like, let's have lots of meetings because that's that makes us look really good. And actually I think what we're taking from this is you're um, being much more discerning about what it is that I'm spending my time being busy doing. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I think that's been kind of quite a, a move forward. One thing that each of us have, I think have mentioned in one way or another is the feeling of mum guilt. Um, do you think there's such a thing as dad guilt? Hmm.
2: (laughs) Have to ask a dad. Yeah, Yeah.
1: because I I I just wonder, is that a female thing that we do kind of stress a bit more about, you know, how we are we spending that quality time with our kids? You know, we're working, we're we're busy. Carl Malcolm is now joining the call to ask. Excellent. (laughs) Hello, Carl Malcolm. Uh, um, Professor Malcolm we're we're talking about the impact of I COVID-19 love my of <laughs> we're talking we're, we're asking Carl do you think there's such a thing as dad guilt there's definitely such a thing as mum guilt but is there what, such a thing as dad guilt
0: what is dad guilt stroke mum guilt
1: mum guilt is when you're worried that you're spending too much time at work and that you're not um, spending enough time with your family or enough quality time with your family and oh. that
0: Let's you say that I often, when people have asked me to give talks on my career to date over the years, I often say I regret from the age of 20 to 35, i hardly seen my kids grow up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I literally spent most of my time traveling with really big research grants around the world. And if I had to do it again, I definitely would not do it the way I did it.
1: That's really interesting, Carl. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. And um, Do you think uh, COVID-19 has uh, impacted your work and your fa- work and family life? Do you think it's, uh, have, you, have there been any positives?
0: The difference is I don't have small kids. Of course, my kids are all grown up, so I, I wouldn't have the same experience as many of you with younger kids. Um, my son is happy to spend his life and time on his own, and my daughter's now married as of last year. But I do, I know it's affected Peter and many others with small kids.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we're, that's what we're chatting about. Thank you so much, Carl. It
0: affects affects mums much more than dads because I I know that we're still trying to get the balance right in terms of responsibility at home. But let's be honest, mums still take the biggest responsibility when it comes to looking after kids.
1: We were just talking about that, how about how often the, uh, the, the, the the homeschool questions go straight past dad and straight to (laughs) mum. And you're like, I'm on a call. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, hang on. <laughs> so th- just to move on to, because I don't want to keep keep you for so long, but um, I, is there anything specific or anything new or anything, any tips that you would have for protecting both your kind of mental and physical health during lockdown? You know, were you did you make a conscious effort to try and, you know, get that outdoor time um, to get a bit of, you, you know, one thing that I realised was that I haven't been on my own in the house for ages and, you know, how do you get that kind of, Headspace. I can tell you what I did. I started swimming in the sea. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. I
0: know.
1: So there you are. That, that's, that, that's that. So um, I've done anything as completely bonkers as that.
4: <laughs> I started the Couch to 5K. And Ooh. did you? Did you, yeah. did you get to? Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And I'm still I started that on the 4th of May last year Um, not being able to run for a minute. I think whenever Joe Wiley on the the podcast told me that it was like you had to run for 60 seconds, I felt like it was 60 minutes and that she was <laughs> winding me up somewhere. But um, now I am running about 40 minutes three times a week. That's brilliant. Yeah. I, yeah. I think without it, I slowly would have gone mad. I think that has been my escape.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So you, your time when you... Yeah you're doing yeah. everything yeah, yeah yeah definitely,
2: yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah. that's
1: fantastic good stuff anything anything just, in
2: particular I just walk we have a we have a little dog called Rex who has spent more quality time with me on his own than ever before so I'm not completely on my own I was have Rex with me um yeah. but we go out and I would take the girls once a day but Rex and I go out once a day on our own as well and I would listen to a podcast and have a light so that you know people can see me walking along dark country roads mm-hmm. um, and that has been an escape for me yeah it has and I listen to comedy that's the biggest thing I miss oh, I would always you. went to gigs uh-huh. so I, list, I listen to Tommy and Hector and Loretta Butte have got me through this um this oh, yeah. that in the hen house <laughs> highly recommend it the oh, language fantastic. is bit blue but it, you know if, if that's your sort of thing. Sometimes uh, you need that. is yeah, the best medicine, I find. Yeah, 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 so that
1: yeah. Was helped. yeah, that was yeah. I know, I know a lot of people have kind of watched these very serious Netflix, you know, uh, series, and I I have to say I can't be bothered. I am, I, I, and honestly, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody's watched Shit's Creek on Netflix. That mm. is my limit, because it's like about 20 <laughs> minutes, and that's, that's as much as I can, because I want to watch something funny and... Uh, like- light and not something that's heavy and I'm gonna have to think about quite a lot (laughs) you know so it's just yeah
3: I mean my husband he would put on some quite serious you know Netflix shows and I just find them a bit too much and like I just want something I don't have to think about <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> so you're thinking
2: all day
1: yeah, absolutely.
3: Um, so yeah no definitely I totally understand that uh-huh. just something
1: something easy something we yeah. don't have to yeah, yeah. So, plus the fact um quite a lot of those serious shows are not quite as serious as what's currently going on and so you kind of think oh yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah come and have a day in the school of pharmacy see <laughs> your, your documentary about that exactly exactly um so I suppose the last question is that the the theme for International Women's Day is choose to challenge um what does this mean to you
2: (laughs) (laughs) who would like to take that one first (laughs) yeah sometimes it's about learning to say no to things um and I have found with my other half who would have been raised in very a very traditional house where nappies wouldn't have been changed by the father etc um, the choose to challenge is I, you can do that I can't do that right now and we work together as a team um, and for me to accept that because that person does it a different way to me does not mean that it's wrong mm-hmm. so it's, I actually have to challenge myself and my own beliefs sometimes um, and I think you know, in the world of pharmacy you challenge yours you have to challenge yourself and others a lot more um than maybe you did 10 15 years ago so it's uh, you know the a female model of being in charge of a house and having to do everything isn't the way it that's not right anymore that's that's gone um so it's but you have to be prepared to give up to let somebody else do those things yeah, yeah. differently than you. Yeah, you can teach fractions in lots of different
0: ways.
2: (laughs) It may include, you know, horse racing or, or, I don't know, but or football. But that's okay. You know, that you just have to. That's what I mean by you challenge yourself and let others do things and 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 move away from those traditional role models. Yeah,
1: -hmm.
2: a parent is absolutely
1: yeah absolutely um would Leanne and Nicola
3: like to have a comment it's the motivation you know I find I love going out and I love eating out and I love you know exploring different places and I think at, at the minute you can't do any of that and I find a wee bit demotivated on some days but it's learning just to you know you have to motivate yourself you know because it's it's been going on for such a long time now and I don't think it's going to finish anytime soon and it's just getting that motivation to stay positive and just carry on and and we know that one day it will come to an end and things will go back to normal but it's that motivation for me that is kind of a the real struggle, but 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 we'll have to do it, you know, and you have to do it for for especially for the children as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
4: I find that um I've learned that or i'm I'm trying to teach myself almost that it's not about thriving at the minute, it's simply surviving, you yeah. know, it's simply yeah. making sure that the kids are happy if it it's affecting us so much, it, it must be doing so so much to the children. Um, especially I would worry about Ella and I'm sure Sharon would about her eldest daughter you know the social aspect of school they're already at a difficult age Um, they're spending far too much time on social media you know but hey that's that's life and I think in the first lockdown it was feeling guilty all the time and it was are we doing enough are we going out enough are we going for walks enough you know but I just learned now that do you know what it's okay if we have a day where we all lie in the house and watch tv and eat rubbish and it's okay if the next day we go for a 10 mile walk you know mm-hmm. it's it's knowing that we're we're all it's okay it's okay mm-hmm. to to say actually I can't be bothered today I can't I don't want to go out just want to lie in my jammies I don't want to see anybody <laughs>
1: And I think I think that's quite empowering, Leanne, because I think really what that's coming across as saying is, you know, you can choose what you're going to be challenged with. And, yeah. uh, and that's it's, yeah. you know, I suppose, uh, um, you know, having the capacity to say no and to say, OK, today we're not going to bother with this. We're going to take a day off homeschooling. Yeah. That's it. And that's going to happen because this is what we feel is the best thing to do. Or we're going to give it 110 percent today. I think just having that capacity to choose and, uh, you know, not beating yourself up that you're not doing absolutely everything all the time at one hundred and twenty percent. You know, it's um, I think it has Comfort.
4: been poisonous over the lockdown as well in many ways, because you've got these men and women who are posting how they're spending six hours a day doing homeschooling with their children. Now they've got laminated charts here, there and everywhere. <laughs> And they're doing the crafts they're doing all of that and that's amazing that's absolutely amazing if you have the time and the motivation to do that high five
1: yeah yeah i i 100 agree and you know there's so many people that i've seen as well on social media saying oh you know we're going to use lockdown to become you know like uh you know super fit and everything and i'm like I, you know, <laughs> that has not happened for me. I think I'm 20% cheese. But you know what? Like, I, you know, I think whatever you feel is specific for you, I think being able to say, Do you know, I'm not going to be influenced by anybody else is, is quite a big Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think that
4: comes with the
1: age, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and, and incredible wisdom, Leanne. <laughs> and incredible wisdom. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, look. Um, That's everything that I have for you. And thank you all of you for taking part in this. We really appreciate it. And it's been really um, very interesting and uh, very inspiring uh, chatting to you all. So thank you very much.
0: For more in this series, subscribe to Queen's University Belfast's Shaping a Better World podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts.